Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. Uh, some people have gotten so confused that when they met the real Jesus, they decided to make a fake Jesus to, to, to fit what they wanted uh, because they could not find or did not like the real Christ Jesus. How else can you have so-called evangelical Christians wholeheartedly support putting people in power with absolutely no morals, uh, claiming to love all God's children, but if they come out a shade or two darker than you are comfortable with, then there's a problem. Claiming to love God, but allow his children to not even be safe going to school or playing in a park, having God's children starving on the street, caring about who they are because they don't follow your doctrine, then you don't love them anymore, even though the Bible says that all were made in God's image. Amen. Let's get into the word. Uh, today's message is going to come from the gospel according to Matthew. First book in the New Testament, Matthew. Going to be reading the 11th chapter, uh, the second through the 11th verse. Again, that is the gospel according to Matthew chapter 11. Verses 2 through 11, there are many translations of God's word. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version. Let's see what it has to say for us today, amen? Hear ye the word of the Lord. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you that, and more than a prophet, this is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of a woman, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is great and greatly to be praised. Here I am, but your humble servant, 
behind your sacred desk here to delve into your word. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord. I do not take it lightly. Let every word that I speak and every thought that I think be acceptable in your sight. And so that people will not see me, but they will see Jesus. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that is ours to share together today, I would like to talk about the authentic Messiah. The authentic Messiah. Authentic. Adjective. Conforming to fact and therefore worthy of trust, reliance, or belief. Being so, in fact, not fraudulent or counterfeit. Executed in a manner as to produce legal effectiveness. Authentic. I have a bit of a challenge with authenticity. Um, I don't always say what's on my mind. Uh, because I worry about whether or not someone can handle it. However, the more I hold back, the more frustrated I become. And so then it eventually comes out and someone's feelings get hurt or somebody gets cussed out. Uh, so I have to balance being real, being true to myself, and not steamrolling everyone I'm around. I realize I am an intense personality. I realize uh, through all of the, the personality assessments, all of the psychological evaluations, that one of my qualities is being direct. Uh, one of my qualities as well is not necessarily caring about what the other person thinks. And that doesn't always bring you a lot of friends. But we want to be authentic, right? So we have to balance between saying what's really on our mind and being liked. Or not even being liked sometimes, just being able to get along with other people and get the work done. We all struggle with this in some shape or form. We all want to be authentic. And not only do we want to be authentic, we want to be authentic naturally. I remember when people started saying the phrase, keep it 100 meaning they wanted someone to be 100% authentic. And now it's moved on. Uh, some people don't even say that now. They say, now you got to keep it a buck, or now you got to keep it a thousand. I want to keep it a stack, keep it a million. But the point remains the same. Whatever you're saying or doing, I, I want you to be truthful about it. Be honest with me and be honest with yourself. And being authentic also meant you do not have to tell somebody you are telling the truth. It should come naturally. Andre 3000 said in the song, uh, Walk It Out, the remix of that song, Walk It Out Like an Usher. If you say real talk, I probably won't trust you. Meaning if you had to tell me you're telling the truth, 
you're probably lying about everything else. Uh, companies have gotten in on it, and, and they're sensing consumers gravitate towards brands that appear to be authentic and genuine. Uh, Starbucks is popular uh, because it imitates the original Italian espresso bars. Uh, the BMW minis uh, tap into people's natural desire for joy and freedom on the road. Uh, there's entire sections of grocery stores dedicated to what organic, organic food. The organic food is flying off the shelf because the consumers sense that they are connected to farming practices that are healthy and good. And some people have taken it one step further and have decided I'm going to grow my own food because I want the authentic experience. Uh, can I share something with you? I, I believe authenticity or the lack thereof is one of the reasons the church won't grow. Uh, people outside of the church may not know everything about the church, but they know enough to know when they see something fake. And so there are people on the outside of the church that see the people on the inside of the church and are like, they are fake. We, we, we hug people and then talk about them behind their backs at brunch. Uh, we, we go to the meeting, and when there's something important to be discussed, everybody's quiet. But the moment the meeting is over, they have a meeting after the meeting to talk about what they felt about what was going on in the meeting. Or they get on the phone with some of their friends and family and church members and, and, and do this stuff. And people see that. They may not say anything, but they see it. And so that authenticity or the lack thereof plays into all of our relationships. And we find ourselves looking at a story about authenticity in Scripture, in the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 11. Uh, the first thing about this, this, uh, this authenticity and this authentic Messiah is that there is a request made. Let the church say request. Uh, put request in the comment section. John makes a request of Jesus. John sent messengers to Jesus to see if he was the one or should we search for another. You see, John was worried and confused because he was in jail for speaking truth to power. We, we, we see John wondering if he followed the right person. I don't blame John for wondering whether or not he was following the right savior. Uh, we know of only Jesus Christ, the one who was, is, and is to come, the Emmanuel, the God with us, the, the savior, the one who went all the way to Calvary to save us. Uh, we know Jesus, but back then there were multiple other people that claimed to be the Messiah. And not only that, uh, this whole thing of speaking truth to power did not work out the way John thought it would work out. He got out there and told people what God had told him and ended up in jail. I don't blame John for wondering if he made the right decision. Uh, because if we were being real, if we were being authentic with ourselves, uh, 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 we would wonder the same thing. 
We would say sometimes, God, I don't understand what's going on. I, I, I thought this was the job you had for me, but it seems like everybody on this job has lost what little piece of a mind they actually had. Uh, I thought that this spouse was for forever, but I don't know if we're going to make it till next Friday. God, I thought these uh, kids were, were what you had for me, but it seems like they have lost everything. I'm wondering what's going on. God, I'm confused. This situation has not worked out the way I planned it. Encounters with Jesus regularly left people confused. But not only did people get confused after encounters with Jesus back then, uh, can I push it that there are some people who are confused about Jesus right now. Uh, some people have gotten so confused that when they met the real Jesus, they decided to make a fake Jesus to, to, to fit what they wanted because they could not find or did not like the real Christ Jesus. How else can you have so-called evangelical Christians wholeheartedly support putting people in power with absolutely no morals, uh, claiming to love all God's children, but if they come out a shade or two darker than you are comfortable with, then there's a problem. Claiming to love God, but allow his children to not even be safe going to school or playing in a park, having God's children starving on the street, caring about who they are because they don't follow your doctrine, then you don't love them anymore, even though the Bible says that all were made in God's image. Some people don't like the real Jesus because the real Jesus demands a fundamental change in their lives and it's uncomfortable times. You see, to be a, a, a Christian, uh, you, you got to be able to deal with the least, the last, and the lost. He told the people to feed the hungry and clothe the naked and take care of those who were unable to take care of themselves. It was not about being comfortable and feel, making yourself feel better and being locked up in a room. And so when John got faced with a touch, tough situation, he didn't go all the way to that side, but he had to ask himself, is this the one or should I search for another? So I don't blame John for being confused because there are people who are even more confused today. So he was right to make his request. But know that the kingdom of God is not always comfortable and may require some sacrifice. And so John made a request, and, and, and John got a response in the form of some reassurance. Let the church say reassurance. Uh, put reassurance in the comments. Uh, uh, Jesus responds to the request when he asks, and he's, when John sends his disciples to ask, is he the one or should we search for another? Jesus responds to his request with a track record. Being authentic, Jesus responds with what's been done. He says uh, in verse four, go back and report to John what you hear and see the blind receive sight, 
the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. He didn't respond with a bunch of titles. He didn't respond with, how dare you do this? Have you forgotten when we were both in our mother's wombs and you jumped when my mom came and saw you? He didn't respond with all that. He said, I'm the authentic Messiah. Come look at what's been happening. Look at my track record. They say, uh, the addict says that I'd rather see a sermon than hear a sermon any day. Jesus responds with action. And so I ask, Church, what have we done? Does the community know we exist? Does the community know we exist if we take away the one or two big programs we put on that afterwards we throw our shoulders out of socket, patting ourselves on the back for it? Are we using Christianity for anything more than fire insurance so that we don't burn when we die? Have we gotten so focused on our personal relationship with Christ that we don't have room for anything else? Christianity is about action and Christianity is about community. What are we doing with this now? And so Jesus, being authentic, responded with action. But watch this. Not only that, Jesus, being authentic, also did not gossip about John behind his back once the messengers left. Because they were talking, Jesus was talking to a crowd, and, and the disciples of John came. But Jesus had good things to say about John. That is the mark of a friend to me. I, I have some friends that I hold dear to me simply because when I wasn't around and somebody else has something crazy to say about me around them, they shut that down. Don't tell me what somebody else said about me. Tell me why they were okay saying it around you. And so Jesus did not talk about John behind his back. Jesus said that John was the last and the greatest of all the old school prophets. When he said, I tell you that the, among those born of a woman, there is not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Jesus asked the people what they were looking for. They're not going to find nice clothes and fancy robes. In there, he, he, he says, says oh, they're not going to find a reed. When he says a reed swaying in the wind, uh, uh, <laughs> that's a shot at Herod, the one who put John in jail. Because see, Herod had coins uh, for, for money during that time when he was a king and the symbol was a reed in the river. And, 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 and so not only did Jesus speak well of John in his absence, but he called out the person persecuting John as well. That is the mark of a real friend, how they treat you when you are not around. Because Jesus knew that John was the messenger foretold in the Old Testament of Malachi when it says that there was one who would prepare the way for the authentic Messiah. 
So John is not a royal yes man in soft robes, but he's like a refiner's fire in a fuller soap. He, he's there to sit there and refine and purify and purify the descendants of Levi. And John accomplishes his mission by preparing the way for the Lord and calling the people to repentance and, and baptizing them to cleanse them of their sins. But that was in a, 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 a a way for him to set the pathway for the authentic Messiah. And the authentic Messiah calls on us to be authentic disciples. And so if we want to be authentic disciples, we got to align ourselves unequivocally with Jesus and his distinctive yet even radical way of life. Let your light shine before others is what Jesus told his followers so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father in heaven. An authentic relationship with Christ calls for community and calls for action. And we cannot wait for someone else to do the work of the kingdom. We have to be willing to do it ourselves because he was an authentic Messiah when he came through and put on humanity so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. He was not fake about anything that he did. And because Jesus was not fake about anything that he did, we can't be fake about what we do. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name. We thank you for this word that went forth, for those who heard it and those who may hear it later. We thank you for the authentic Messiah that was sent and willingly sacrificed himself that we might have access to eternal life. Lord God, I ask for this holy word to be a seed that is planted in good soil and produces a great harvest, Lord God. Let your Holy Spirit do its holy work and your holy people of your holy church for your holy kingdom. It is in the name above all names that we submit this prayer. Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simpson Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.